It is the end of 2021. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. In celebration of the end of the year, I got a special episode for you. It is the best of 2020. I wanted to get this episode out earlier. Took a while to do and just kind of put it off. Wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do it. So we're going to have a 2021 version of this sometime this next year. But for now, this is a best of 2020. And it is a little bit of audio from all of our episodes, including the trailer. Uh, every episode released in 2020. So sit back and listen to this. And thank you all. Hope you had a uh, good Christmas. And we'll see you all next year. Welcome to the Red Dirt Road Podcast. I'm your host, Marshall Farnsworth, here. We take a Brooks and Dunn tune every week. We play it back for you guys, and we take it, we break it down. It's just three men, one journey, one podcast. Red Dirt Road Podcast. Kidding, I love that. <laughs> Red Dirt Road Podcast! <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering, what are our qualifications? Um, we don't have anything. Nothing. No. Nope. We are we're, we're just avid Brooks and Dunn fans. Not a happy ballad. Not one you'd want to slow dance to. But I, I tend to really enjoy this song. Something because you want to break up with your girlfriend to, maybe. Likes, for some reason, he talked about the Postman. I don't know why. Maybe the Postman is the reason for the last song. <laughs> uh, what's the name of that band? Disturbed. Uh, Disturbed. Yeah. It's like, and then the vision. Like, and then you have Simon and Garfunk over the vision that was planted in my brain. Yeah, like, exactly. It's weird that his one of his ex-girlfriend's name was Jenny. Uh, and maybe the song was about her, but he didn't want to use her real name, so he used Jesse instead. That way, a lot of metaphors in songs. But Hank Williams, he sings it just like he lives it. You know, if I get stoned and sing and drink all night long, it's a family tradition. He ain't lying. He's not lying, because... You don't have to love me. Love me till I die. And we are finished going through hell. Keep on going, don't slow down. If you're scared, don't show it. You might get out before the devil even knows you're there. Hear that? Oh, you know, anyone named Jackson Willis, anyone that's got their last name first. You know, yeah. don't worry about them. They're way ahead of you, and they're going to get your girl. Thinking back on my late sissy and how she get worked up in a tizzy every time she got a hold of people magazine. You know, and we love our sons uh, the same way. So I think it's a tearjerker. I think it's a, you know, it'll definitely put a lump in your throat. It's like one of George Strait's great songs. You were there. When I came to be, when I walk, when I learn to speak, a better father, there is not one. That's what jumped out at me too, was just uh, the bluesy vibe to it, Um, which made me kind of think like, you know, as Kix Brooks, like is he, kind of shows his influences there because they were just kind of shining through for sure. You gotta keep a little money in your pocket In this bubble, there's no 
Yeah, they came up with the, the proposed uh, format today. So it was like 24 teams. All right. Yeah, so we were supposed to we were supposed to play the Calgary Flames, and the winner of that series would play the St. Louis Blues. Um, just the one thing that I love about this song is uh, only in America is that it is not it's not their sound. This is unique. I, I still cannot find another song that they've written that really sounds as as like as unique as this. This is more. I think of it more as rock music. So they changed their name from the Dixie Chicks. To the chicks. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I should mean, have just brought it up on here. <laughs> I feel like we should mention it. I, I just. Yeah, I, I think because like the same thing with Lady Annabellum. They changed the name to Lady A, and that's already somebody's name. Like somebody is a, a pretty famous gospel singer, actually, a blues singer, has the name Lady A, and now they're running the copyright infringement because Lady Annabellum wants to change her name. Yeah, I think that this is probably one of the best music videos for Brooks and Dunn. You know, I think that they're not really known as having great music videos. You know, why does it look like Ronnie Dunn, he looks like Jeff Foxworthy in this video? <laughs> I, I think he does. I think you're right about that. Totally rocking the Jeff Foxworthy vibe there. And I will give him that, like, in terms of length. I mean, there's a bit more, there's a lot more content in this song there's a lot more story in it yeah exactly he would have been like eight years old back then i mean well and and here's what's interesting that he was it's not like he had a, he didn't have a wheelchair he didn't have a cane or anything he stood up he was dancing like i mean th th this guy was physically just like bopping around the stage and it was it was a great performance and i think also what's um what's often understated about charlie daniels is he's a, he's one of the few I'd say country musicians, which people sort of try to live their lives to emulate. Yeah, I, I like it. It's actually the first time I listened to it. And uh, it's a, you know, just a fun, up-tempo, traditional sound and country song and right up Kick Brooks's alley. I mean, he's, I mean, just something that I can imagine him singing. I mean, it's um, just a fun, up-tempo song about, you know, like you said, a girl that, his girl that's faithful to him and all the guys want her and she doesn't pay no attention to him and my pew is a rock where i sit all day long the sermon's a stream and the birds sing songs so i'm just trying to get back into writing and uh um, put some songs out there see what people think of them and just see what happens you know i when i moved to nashville i wasn't trying to be an artist i was just trying to be a songwriter and and I would, re I would record demos and usually there'd be a singer trying to make it as an artist and they would, I would get them to record my songs or they would want to record one of my songs. So being out here, I got to sing my own songs. I guess when it comes to the lyrics, I guess I just didn't relate to it that much. It didn't call to me as much as, you know, his other songs, like there's a telephone ringing or she does the walk on by or other stuff that we've done in, uh, in this album so far. When I listened to this one, I have to agree with Alex that it wasn't it, it wasn't one of my favorites of his, but he is so such a genius when it comes to metaphors and being a lyricist and being able to tell a story. Um, and, and that's what this whole song was to me was it just metaphor after metaphor. You know, I, I did a duet on it with George Jones' daughter, so it really is based around that '90s sound. And uh, you know, with, with people like Luke Combs and 
and John Party and all them guys coming out, you know, it's it's really making that that comeback, that sound. Luke Combs, did you hear him sing that? Like, that's a great song, right? And I'm like, well, why don't you go back another 15, 18 years and listen to Brooks and Dunn to it first and, and yeah. make that And then they go, oh, wow, you know, and, and it opens up a whole new fan base for that type of music. For quite a long time, you know, doing an episode where, you know, I'm finally out in Ohio and, you know, we, we can finally get to, you know, do one sort of live in person together. And one. I, li I like this one, Whiskey Glass by Morgan Wallen. That's pretty impressive because it came out in like May, I think, April, May of 2018. So the fact that it made it to number one at the end of 2019 is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. So those are the top 100. And then uh, number one, uh, unquestionably, is Beer Never Broke My Heart by Luke Collins. Now, this one, I guarantee you, came out in 2019. Is it? The yeah. album is in the album. So it's 2019 right next to it. Love this song. God's Country by Blake Shelton. And it actually made, I think, number three. It was on the Hot 100. Yeah, I think Alex touched really good on the harmony aspect of it because that was like the first thing that stood out to me. I thought it was a song by like Alabama or someone like that because it really sounded like a group of people singing rather than just Kix Brooks in the lead and some other people behind him. Oh, yeah. I think, and that's a very interesting point that you just touched on there, that that Alabama sort of vibe, because that's exactly what I was thinking, the farm and the point, you know, where he goes for, like, his thoughtful spot. He lights a fire, and he's sitting there. He's like, this is where all the questions get answered and where all the songs get written. And, like, that's, that's awesome that they, you know, were able to show us the place for his inspiration. One of the most successful artists of all time. So yeah, there's a lot of content in it. Definitely recommend it. Hard to take notes on because there's so much stuff in it. I personally, I did not like it at all. I mean, I just right off the bat, <laughs> I got to say the, the only, I, I think the only thing that I enjoyed about this song was the little harmonica breakdown right in the right in the beginning. I gotta say that's it. I mean, I harmonica. I just, if you don't catch, if you don't, you don't look close enough, you'll you don't miss it. So that's that is yeah. one of the better parts. Yeah, it's song. like a, I was really excited about that because that definitely kind of had that like sort of bayou or De mississippi delta sort of vibe from it and that just that, that gave it a, a sort of good vibe they said uh something kind of disturbing to me the one child um grabbed a tarantula she said she would grab a tarantula and put it in the freezer and she said that in this sort of i you know i kind of had to pause it and think well wait a minute now this is uh, i i got a few questions first of all they got tarantulas out there that's that's terrifying. Tarantulas. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was I thought the though, one. I thought that was like Australia. They got them tarantulas down there in Oklahoma. That was my first thought, and then also like, why are you like a child is picking them up? How are you? You catching them? You're picking them up. You know, it, I, is that I don't know. And then it's like I you're mean, putting them in the freezer, and I'm thinking, like it's falling out, and I'm thinking, my next question is, are they dead? Are they crawling out? Are they? I got so many questions, but that, that was a... Uh... Got a bit of love, sort of romantic vibes to it, but it also has a little bit of a darker side because, you know, you're, you're talking about the affair. You know, you say, like, you know, you're treading on sacred uh, ground. Like, please don't take my 
significant other, basically. And I, I happen to really like this, this song, this version. This was a well done song. Comparative to um, the story of my life and a couple of the other bad ones, this is definitely what hammers home the album. I'm surprised that, you know, it's in the middle of the album and not like the ending track. The vibe and like the beat of it really brings people in. Cause I'm one of those people that if the beat's really good and that like, but the lyrics are like weird or like, I don't listen to like too in depth to the lyrics if the beat and like the rhythm is really good. Uh, so I liked the song a lot. And I, when I was listening to it, I did get, get some creepy vibes. I thought it was kind of funny. I'll tell you, I got nothing about that. I, I, you know, I love the song Long Haired Country Boy. It's one of my favorite songs by Charlie Daniels. Um, and especially this version with Kix Brooks, I think really hit the, hit the spot there. That was, it was a really good song. But before I get to that, I mean, just trying to break these, li- the, that, those specific words down. I mean, I have no idea. The lyrics really not much to it. I mean, there's only two verses. Really doesn't say a whole lot. I I do not think it was a very good song, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I disagree. I, well, okay, I disagree in that. You know, I I think it's a it, I think it's a decent song. You know, I had when I was listening to it, I thought the same thing. I was listening to it. It's one of the few songs that the lyrics are online, and I'm thinking like this has got to be about a girl. I'm thinking good. It says "Good morning, thunder" is the first first words, and I'm thinking, "Ooh, that's calling your wife or someone thunder. That's not really something that you call your your significant other, significant other." And number one, I have thought this was the best song in the album since we covered it, reviewed it. There's a telephone ringing. I enjoy this song. It's catchy to me. It's good. It tells a tells a story. It's got that kind of forensic files, cold files kind of feel to it. And then number one for me was the last rodeo, and this was um, the most popular song off this album, uh, without a doubt, uh, at least on Spotify. Uh, and the numbers speak for themselves. I think you know. I think it's a very good uh, song. In the third chorus, my favorite part is. There's some dude, like they're all, all these children are singing. And then this, this, this guy, older dude, out of nowhere, kind of this jazzy kind of voice out of nowhere said, I've got a little boy. <laughs> like they're like, I, I like I, that. I that's, that. That's a gospel type of thing. And I just, that was so funny. I well, love that. Like, yeah, of course. You know, it just adds to the vibe, like that mystery guy who says, I've got a little boy. Although he's trying to say, like, you know, save the world for tomorrow. I got a little boy at home. Come on, man. Like, that's, you know, that's, I mean. And he comes back. He comes back a little bit later. And he's like, uh, he says, uh, little baby boys and girls. Kind of one of those songs growing up as a kid. They always kind of just hear here and there. You know, you, you hear you hear one of your relatives, older relatives, make a reference to the song. You don't know. You don't know who Kenny Rogers is. You don't know the Gambler, but you, know, you might hear it on a, your grandpa's old radio or you might hear someone reference the song. And that's kind of what I think about this song is stuff like that. Like you said, the, the chorus, the, the thing that people always said 
when I was growing up is you never count your money when he's sitting at the table. What, what, I, what, I, what I called in the early 90s was a lot of the bands were like Mick Country to me. And Diamond Rio was actually one of them. They, they all sounded relatively the same. Um, Sawyer Brown, Diamond Rio, a couple other ones that was just like a, just, you know, the same, the same sound, the same band, but, but they were a little different. And I think it was because of their, their two male uh, vocalists that just had a different, different sound. So I, I kind of separate, I think that's why I liked them so much. I, I despise those McCountry uh, bands that I, that I talked about, but I really liked them and uh, really liked the song when it came out. I definitely think that they were trying at that, you know, generic countries, 90, like to check the boxes, like bar, check, and check, scenic place where we're playing our guitars, check, you know, it was definitely, uh, it didn't put too much thought into it. I wonder if they thought that that was going to be a, a popular song for them um, or, or what. W what I did like about the video though, um, from a, a strictly cine cinematic standpoint is they do, and which is, great for the time era this was filmed is they do a lot of really interesting natural transitions which if you notice he's flailing with her i i really did uh, like this song it's a, it's a great follow-up to brand new man it's still got that sort of honky tonkish vibe to it and i you know i i love the title of this song my next broken heart and i love the way that they play with it here because that that's something that's unusual in, in my opinion i've like like going out and we're headed down the road again i'm working on my next broken heart now that that is some interesting lyrics in my opinion because it, it's like he he wants to work on getting his heart broke again first of all i have to really commend the brooks and dunn for uh, the job that they did filming this um this music video i think this was a lot better this was definitely a, a stepping stone up in terms of caliper of of cinematography and stuff the uh, comparative to the last one that we reviewed we reviewed the brand new man music video and i just remember that being very repetitive i remember it not having you know that much of a flair and they weren't like the subjects in the music video never really met each other that like there was no way that you could tell that they were correlated so you guys got, oh that's just such a cute cat so this is the new the official mascot of the red dirt road podcast and um, we named it kicks after kicks brooks we oh that's we went through a lot of different names bear was one that we were thinking about my mascot from college and mm -hmm. You know, it's more of a grayish white, so not really looking like a bear. But listening to Brooks and Dunn, I mean, it definitely has the the Hallmark classic with a Brooks and Dunn flair, personally. Like, you know, I think in my Christmas song rating, it's probably eight out of ten because I I just kind of look like I just go based on like, does it make me feel good? You know, that's what Christmas songs are supposed. They're supposed to move me. Does it make me feel good? I would. To Alex's point, I probably wouldn't put this thing on repeat, but I would definitely have it in the background if I had a, a, a Christmas party going on because it's a it's a feel good song. It's it's well played. Um, it's it's the best version of this particular song that I saw when I was researching this song. The, the music video, if you listen to it with the actual song, 
if you look at the guy who's strumming, who's supposedly strumming the acoustic guitar, it's out of sync with the actual music. So that guy, I, I honestly, I swear, is pantomiming or something, or he's not like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't sync it upright or mix it very well, but it just, it looks serious? like the guy is strumming his guitar and there's not a single acoustic guitar sound it, like uh, t- to be heard when he's strumming his guitar. <laughs> <laughs>